1: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: The Around the NFL podcast will squat in your Airbnb.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hanses. I'm coming to you from a city filled with heroes in bunkers. Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley, Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hey-o. Hump day. <laughs> How's everybody hat day. Hat day. That day. Wes, any uh, pressure now that I'm wearing a hat and Mark's wearing a hat, Greg's wearing a hat, that you perhaps should be wearing a hat? Uh, it's a
3: little weird because it used to be, you know, when, when when this show first started, you go back six, seven years, I was the one wearing a hat almost every show. In fact, I remember a few times when TD tried to get me to lose the hat, <laughs> and I said, who are you to tell me to lose my hat?
2: Mm. Yeah, those TD were the first... I, yeah, well, TD, those were... by the way, our old producer, who is now, I believe, the right-hand man of LeBron James over at whatever called. <laughs> I, mean, I
4: don't think he's like the right hand man it's not like alright it's like two person meeting LeBron and TD let's decide the future of this company
2: <laughs> I think it is and we saw TD in January at the Super Bowl before the world ended and he seemed to really be uh, you know he looked good he was talking confident he had a nice stage set up over at Radio Row I think uh, TD's making some good decisions in life good for him what is the name of that company he works for Uninterrupted. It is nice that you
4: and him have uh, mended fences after your, you know, your offensive imitation of his uh,
2: mom really caused some friction. Between <laughs> that you <two>. was
5: problematic.
2: <laughs> that was great. I always had a really good relationship with TD, but that was the one time I I I ran afoul of him. Uh, he said, you could you could do whatever you want, but don't don't talk about my mother. I think he said, which is right
5: there. You know, yeah.
2: I did nail the impression. I mean, that should no, be No, you did <laughs> not. I
5: think part of the issue was that you were uh, about a mile and a half no? off from an accurate impression of, of T.D.'s No, mom. it was dead on. It was no, dead on. And he
2: just didn't like... It was felt too real to have her in the conversation. I
5: think it made so, everyone so. uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. Somebody's got to, you know, spice things up, especially in these times.
5: Well, I don't know if, you're, if, if we're, we need to be giving you that title either, but in that specific case, you made people uncomfortable in... Uh, the wrong way. Dan. It really spiced it All up
2: right. when you turned All turn right, world's Jamaica. biggest Padres fan. Keep talking.
5: Hey, listen, I'm just, um you know, I'm monitoring that Austin hedges francisco Mejia catcher battle there. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to platoon them both, I think, a little bit, but um I'm plugged in.
4: Wow, you were ready for that, because Mark, like, looked off screen at some no, I, Padres I know notes what's gonna that happen he had up on his I computer. Again,
5: I bought this hat as a celebration of Wes's um, bachelor weekend when we went to a Padres Reds game and, and you know I have no loyalties to the Padres but um to just I knew you to come at me and say I have you know my baseball my baseball narrative doesn't exist I don't know anything about baseball compared to you you guys please <laughs> I don't
4: know also Daniel Jeremiah's favorite team so you guys have that in common
5: oh yeah we're we are linking the a part hits on keep that coming one.
4: We're almost a year um, this, out from your anniversary, right? We got to be, Wes, that we it was almost a year ago we were all on Tybee Island together, right? It was 51919.
3: Ooh. Yeah, we're about a week away.
2: It's a good thing you didn't get married on 51920.
3: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I've, I've talked to some people who are getting married this summer and they're still going through with it a lot of them, but their party has gone been reduced from 200 to 30.
2: Mm, probably ends up saving them, you know, in the excess of five, ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars. So I think it's. Doing they might them a look favorite. back on it, see, is it a blessing?
5: Not so to mention the stress. overly expensive honeymoon that you know a couple years out feels excessive.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it again uh, any differently. But do I remember a lot about my wedding day? Not a ton. And then when you factor in what you know the guap that was dropped on it, it's like. <laughs> Maybe something a little bit more stripped down and uh, not a travel wedding and all that stuff. Maybe that would have been the way to go. I don't know. But that's just me.
3: You're only one man trying to fight an entire wedding industry. I mean, you, you got no yeah. chance.
2: That's true. Coming up on today's show, uh, we are going to get you caught up on what's really uh, turned into a very a slog on the new NFL news end of things. It's slowed down, and I think we all expected – This to happen now that free agency is over, the draft is in the rear view, even the schedule release is gone. And um, now it's a matter of trying to parse through, you know, players giving interviews to various uh, news sites or calmness and virtual workout updates and things of that nature, uniform rollouts. That's what we got for you today. Now we're gonna we're gonna do it the best we can. We're gonna entertain. But are we gonna are you gonna hear anything news wise? What we're about to do that's gonna change the way you view the league or make you think differently about your team? Maybe, maybe not. No promises. That's our sell for today's show. No promises. I like it. Let's do
5: some news. The one thing that I really trust about Tom Brady is uh, just who he is as a person. What is happening on this? The episode of, of this podcast.
2: What? What was that?
5: I have no idea. I did not come up with that.
2: It's nice. I do. Where's
5: Erica? I, I do. Maybe it was. This. Maybe it was. Ricky. From, what? What is that? I think
4: that was from Friday's show. Was that from our <laughs> network show? No, you Friday? went
1: on. You went on a podcast, Mark, and someone tweeted it out and you went in this whole serious monologue about how you trust Tom Brady as a person and and how he handles the off-season, and uh, I saw it. I saw it. So I am going to
5: to spend the rest of my day finding out auxiliary shows that Erica has appeared on. The one thing that I really trust about Tom Brady is uh, just who he is. I am now on a mission, and it is going to be a dangerous one
1: for all involved. You retweeted it. Like it's on. It's I have no there.
5: problem with the fact that it's it existed, fair. but you know, to pull quote me in that manner, the way um, Tom Brady
1: handles the off season <laughs> is just something to admire.
5: I would, uh, I
4: would know. like to have someone do like an analytical deep dive on on Mark's podcast appearances elsewhere, because he, could, be he nice. might he might be a totally different person and analyst. <laughs> I feel like on a different podcast than he is here.
5: Well, I think that it's you know, it's completely. I'm a lesser person when I'm not you know. Eternally attached to four other people in every single thing I do. The one thing that I really trust about Tom Brady is... that will be fine. Uh, if just you know, I I crushing. honestly, you are simply adding to the arsenal at this point.
4: He's like when he's on other podcasts. He's like you remember George Will used to talk about I baseball. not like George he's Will. He's like he's
5: like that. He's like a wise old man. You know. All right, I've added Greg to the. T- I'm going to go find stuff that Greg has done elsewhere, and it is going. It's going to be an absolute. Um, you know, a quotation massacre. You're all going to feel the heat.
3: Will there be it's cats involved?
5: <laughs> cats? Yes. Will there be cats involved or different shades of blue? No, I don't trust cats. You know that.
2: That was uh, your last bit of revenge.
5: A little bit more <laughs> than cats.
2: <laughs> Let's get into it. The NFL has extended its virtual off-season program through at least May 29th. Originally, it had been set to run through May 15th, so now another two weeks have been added. This is not an unexpected situation. I mean, we all know that the initial hopes back in March is that a couple of months of discipline would lead to things getting maybe start to getting on track. And in fact, here in California, they just extended the stay-at-home order to shelter in place through the end of July, so it essentially wipes out our summer. Um, so it's going to just happen everywhere in league, even as as things open up across the uh, across the country is uh, things slowly begin to open up in the NFL. It's just not going to be as fast. Uh, teams will continue to hold Zoom meetings with players. Uh, workouts obviously won't be done together, but he's out on their own. This can have major effects on how football ends up being played in September if football is played at all.
3: Well, as you alluded to, some states are opening up, some states aren't, and Mike Tomlin, Steelers coach, came out pretty strongly in a statement that basically this goes against not just the NFL, but football in general, the way it operates, everybody must be on equal footing or you don't have a fair sport, and this buys them two weeks to work with, but uh, eventually they're going to have to confront this situation.
4: Well, one one part of the statement that the NFL released that was clear was the workout programs are concluding by June 26th at the latest regardless. Whether it's virtual or you can get back into the building, it, it's over by then. And this, you know, I, I'm not saying it's a surprising move, but they did kind of quietly announce that they were hopeful to maybe start phasing in some facilities reopening on May 15th. It was just, you know, just a couple of weeks ago that they thought, well, okay, maybe some injured players, some medical personnel would be like a small percentage of people start coming in and so that's already been pushed back and that might be the first phase, and who knows, that might be allowed here in California. I mean, even though it, it, on you know it's not going to go back to just everything's back to normal, I think that's going to be the case everywhere through the summer. There are some phase reopening, even here, beaches, for instance, uh, you know, are reopening there are some some businesses, and so maybe they'll be able to figure things out. Maybe NFL Network will reopen at some point. We have no idea, though.
5: The one group of people that I would think about in all this is. You know, it's it's nice to have players back at some point, but there are a vast chunk of NFL coaches and building personnel that are over... They're in that age range, the older age range, where corona is um, excessively dangerous for them. Like, it, it, I'm not hearing much about that, but are you clumping all these people back that typically would not, if they had another job, would not veer out? And I'm talking in the cities, in Los Angeles and New York and stuff. They wouldn't leave their homes uh, to face any sort of a danger, but... Um, if they're an NFL employee, they have to go back into the fray. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying the NFL is saying to do that, but it's an X factor.
4: Joe Judge, the, the uh. Giants coach, said, I think, said an, made an interesting point on Tuesday asking, like, well, these players are all over the country. It's not like, hey, we can just go drive over to the facility. Right. Some, some players can, but they're all over the country. And he said, you know, I wouldn't ask my sons to get on a plane right now, so I don't want to ask my players to. And, then, you know, that that's a, that's a first-time head coach.
2: And in related news, we touched on the NFL schedule release on Monday's show, but I just wanted to add here that Roger Goodell said uh, last Thursday that the 2020 schedule is going to be flexible. And one of those, um, one bit of flexibility is that they are building in uh, week two opponents all have the same bye week. So that will give, in case. I guess the beginning or what was scheduled to be the beginning of the season, if that ever got wiped away, those two teams can be – you could figure out where to build in a matchup um, later in the season. This is all stuff, again, it's it's all up in the air right now, and the NFL is just trying to do the best they can just like everybody else.
4: I, I think what, one one thing – I don't know if it helps or hurts, but it's just – going to really instruct the NFL and our experience with this is that the other sports in theory are going to go first or have a chance to whether it's baseball or basketball trying to come back in some form this season you know NASCAR is returning this week um you know without without fans like there's it, it, you know the premier league in, in the uk is you know talking about maybe they're going to get back to get like those are all going to be taking steps and whether that happens or not but like the whether that goes well or not like the lessons they learn like that's all probably going to be ahead of the nfl and they're going to end up taking their cues you got to think essentially from what happens in every other sport
5: well the nfl is also monitoring I believe it was soccer in Germany that's attempting to get back on the field because it's a closer sport in terms of how much contact and physicality you'd have. I mean, that's nice. They can open up, not NASCAR, but you're huddled inside an automobile, but football is a completely different. um, And, you know, Dr. Fauci mentioned this uh, in his interview with Peter King, that the, the ability to transfer coronavirus from one person to the next um, in football is a different situation than any other sport. Really? I, it's a, there's a lot to adjust Mark, to. Greatest, you know.
2: greatest NASCAR NASCAR driver of all time, Mark Sessler.
5: Uh, Petty. There you go. Look, little Kyle Petty actually.
2: Pe-
3: Richard, Richard, Richard Petty. Richard Petty.
5: Uh, Richard Petty. No, I NASCAR- think it's Tom Petty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, the greatest NASCAR driver in history?
4: Give me one. Give me Junior one. Junior Johnson. All right. It's, Greg, it's Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson.
3: Junior Johnson. Tom Wolf wrote a big article about him in the 60s.
2: Oh, OK. Well, there was a Our Jimmy podcast Johnson. numbers in the south are going through the floor right now. Jimmy Johnson Greg.
4: is a current uh, driver who's tied for the most championships ever. I think Dale Earnhardt might be tied with him. Let's give. old uh, Number Dale three.
2: That's the answer. Number three, Dale. Jeff Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody brings up Dale Earnhardt. He was <laughs> I, Bobby leader. Labonte. Or the Eliminator. What I was mean, his nickname?
5: I was that. That was I, essentially Greg's answer, wasn't it? <laughs> when I worked for the post office,
3: Mark <laughs> Martin was my fantasy NASCAR driver.
4: Hey, I'm I, I'm a, I'm a Fontana 400 uh, Auto Race Speedway 400 season ticket holder. Two straight years. I'm just I'm signed up. I'm back there next year. Put that on
2: your Twitter bio. <laughs> and I was just testing you. He wasn't the Terminator. He was the Intimidator. <laughs> Number three. They learn hard.
1: All right. <laughs> Moving, Ricky. How about you? Favorite NASCAR driver ever? Jeff Gordon. Duh. <laughs> that would
4: be yours. So he you're attracted kind of- to
2: Jeff Gordon uh, based on your inflection there. Okay. <laughs> Ricky, way into Jeff Gordon physically. We learned that today in the news. Moving on. Sammy Watkins. Who's that goof? The guy that was the GM in Buffalo. Uh, the last thing he did really was trade up to get Sammy Watkins. Uh, Watkins it? Uh, was it Whaley, Doug Whaley. Right. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Was not that Whaley's that, move? That was Doug oh, Whaley's. Whaley. Good memory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Uh, he 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 went all in on Sammy Watkins uh, and it was kind of billed at the time as, you know, Whaley's last stand. This guy's got to be a star. Sammy Watkins was never a star with the Bills, and he, we learned more about him in a feature written by Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports. No,
5: Tyler Tyler Dunn. Dunn. Tyler Dunn. Of Of the report.
2: Report. All right, everybody, calm down.
5: Everybody, come. Don't
4: down. give it to the aggregator. You got to go to this source.
5: Frank Schwab, big spot for Frank Schwab. <laughs> Frank- I do like Frank. He took away
4: Frank's I, moment. I like Frank. Well, I it's not
5: as well. Frank's a nice I've known guy. Him, known him a long time. Good, for, good guy.
2: I <laughs> happen to enjoy Frank's aggregate write up quite a bit. <laughs> Tyler yeah. Dunn of Bleach Report. You know, he, he really got the quotes you want. He got the juice on Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was drinking too much of that juice. Greg Rosenthal during his time up in Western New York. And he says that contributed to his downfall there and his issues staying on the field and being the star that the Bills and Doug Whaley needed him to be. Yeah, he said he was in a really dark place in
4: Buffalo that he went out and he got wait in his words, wasted, wasted every night And
2: that um. Well, there's an italic, right? So he was saying wasted, wasted. Right. right.
4: And saying that you got to hit the italic, saying that that contributed to his injuries and his immaturity. And there's a lot in this article that is fascinating. He you know, you're trying to hope he's over the you know his mental hurdles that he's he's gone through, but then there's other stuff in this where he's very much back and forth. The the thing to me that struck me most about how it could impact you know moving forward is, you know, he said very clearly he's not coming back to the Chiefs to be like the fourth banana. If he doesn't get, if he says if he doesn't get his thousand yards and ten touchdowns and a hundred catches, I think he threw out. Um, then there's gonna I forget what the words were, but there there was gonna be hell to pay essentially. Uh, which would you oh please you
5: know, and, well and that was, was also before he signed the extension though right Right. like I I don't know the, reading this thing I came away with a with incredible sympathy for yeah Sammy Watkins to be honest I mean he talked about when he was in that dark place in Buffalo that there was some legal stuff happening with his you know circle of friends that sent um, almost everyone he knew to prison he had four family members die and you know and the drinking and addiction was hurting his body and Uh, You know, the one – I don't know. I mean, it's like he – you have to be accountable for your role. But, I mean, he was fighting through some stuff that is incomprehensible to me. Well, my two takeaways from this were, one, there's no such thing
3: as a can't-miss prospect, and he's exhibit A there. I mean, in a draft with Odell Beckham, with Allen Robinson, with Mike Evans, he was the consensus top receiver, one of the best wide receiver drafts in history. No one mocked the Bills for, for trading up for him because he was that highly thought of. Who knew he was going to have a drinking problem and be out? Of, I mean, you would think that they did their homework and they still didn't know all this. And the second takeaway is it's really hard to go through life alone. He sequestered himself. He didn't have a mentor. He didn't have a teacher. And then even still today, the way he's teaching himself, I admire him for, for trying to learn but you have to have a base of science if you're going to look into all this stuff. Mm. And he admits he had no base. He he didn't pay attention in class. He didn't do anything. And now he's decided to learn 24-7 for six months on YouTube. And he believes all kinds of stuff. Most of it outlandish. Some of it's pretty sensible, but most of it outlandish.
4: What did you think about the, like, dark energy stuff in the different worlds That's the part and him, that... him believing he was an alien and stuff like that? I feel like Mark is the guy I wanted to...
5: Well, I mean, uh, here's the thing, though. I mean, I think if you... I agree with Wes that he imported a lot of information from shaky sources, and it's very, like a lot of his views don't even seem to jive up together. But, um, I mean... It, it also went through, and Tyler Dunn does these articles really well, and he's done a bunch of them. But it went through the Twitter mill where he was just being picked apart. I think by a lot of people that didn't even read the piece. Right. And I, yes, his views are out there. But um, if we're at the point where someone who believes in alien life is a is a lunatic on Twitter, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I, don't I, think I just it was have a problem that. Life
3: stuff that. I had well, there's a, a
5: bunch with. of other stuff. Like, I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't vouch for all of it but there were I think he just is dealing with aspects of of things where he's not gotten the full um helping of knowledge on some of it or gone down that road he's a young guy who it's weird Mike Tyson went through a phase like this I remember reading about it in Sports Illustrated and he started spitting out quotes that I honestly thought like is this actually Mike Tyson speaking mm-hmm. like the stuff coming out of his mouth was like he had when he went to jail he started reading Amazing amounts of stuff, and was figuring things out. It's someone who hadn't had the benefit of the same education that, you know, someone else comes out of with a scientific viewpoint. I mean, Watkins, like to your point, isolated to a degree that bad things are going to happen. And I, I don't know
3: if he can control the mind of an opponent and the action of an opponent as he says he did when he had 198 yards in the opener last year. Why not do it every week?
5: It's, no one's That's, saying everything I, I he said makes sense. I that was my, my
2: feeling about what was – what. give me a little more context on his comment that heads are going to roll or whatever if I don't get my, well, he, my stats and my yardage. He said – He's it, had many years to do that.
4: Now, he he's, he went back and forth a lot, and I think – look, he's a searcher, and I, I think he's you know he's up and down, it seems like, mentally throughout last season he, he admitted. But what he said was before he even resigned that if I do resign, if I don't get – you know, my thousand yards and 12 touchdowns and 100 targets, then it's going to be World War Three. And that, you know, that's what he said.
2: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just seems like everybody's a huge fan of this guy, but where's no. the accountability? No, I'm not. Oh, he also, no, you know you know know who is, when he no? got the whole building fired and uh, and when he's those comments like that, and a guy who's been a historical underachiever. All I mean, I'm I think saying there's is, that, there's that side he's of the He's emotional,
4: too. but you know who is a huge fan, and, and I really respected even more, not that I needed to, was Andy Reid in this piece. Andy Reid knew how to connect with him, and Andy Reid meant, means a lot to him in his life. And, like, he seems to be a huge fan of Sammy Watkins, and Patrick Mahomes seems to be a huge fan. But you do you do get worried that if things don't go well, and he talked about that there's other members of the Chiefs that he believes has dark matter and dark energy, that, you know, that that is something that I'm sure... Concerns Andy Reid too that he wants to make sure that that stays above board,
5: <laughs> right? And when we're saying everyone loves him, I, I'm not trying to come out as some sort of pro everything. Sammy Watkins said, but the darkness and the addiction that he dealt with, you know, that's not simply out of his own actions. I mean, that's thrust on some people, and you know, that that's not a new story in the NFL either. I mean, Brett Favre dealt with that for a long time, and it nearly destroyed his career, and got out of it. So my hope is just that Sammy Watkins that this isn't the final. Thing that we remember about him.
2: It should be said that he made one of the biggest plays of Super Bowl Fifty Four, um, juke or just blew past Richard Sherman and made that huge catch down the sideline one. Uh, late in the game, and went five for ninety eight on six targets. So it's he's had one of the more, and he's still a young guy. I think he's twenty seven or twenty eight now. Um, he has flashed throughout his career. He's never put it all together, and. I think with professional sports and watching this Jordan documentary that to be a star and to be successful in in some ways the mental side is just as important as the physical and maybe there are aspects of his personality that have held him back from ever achieving his full physical capability.
4: I think he would would agree with that. It is really interesting how he's played his Best in the biggest games. He also made the game-winning catch in the AFC Championship this year against the Titans. The 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 play that really put the Titans away. He also dominated against the Patriots in that comeback, and you know was one of the most valuable Chiefs in that game, went over a hundred plus yards. So it's crazy. He's even though he's kind of been a disappointment for the Rams and the Chiefs, he had some big moments in big games.
5: I think he's also one of the few players um, on NFL.com to have two making the leap articles written about him. So. <laughs> You know, it's that's pretty, something he can. He can all right, stuff. so Lamar wow. Miller. About that,
4: Lamar Miller is the only three timer. I think he got <laughs> <be a> three.
2: <laughs> he, I think he got it every year. Lamar.
4: Who else? How, I, by I the way,
2: know. Sammy Watkins is still 26 years old. Did he come into the league when he was nine? Yes. He. Well,
4: yeah, he was the youngest guy of, of all those. I think he was a young 20, which is it shows you uh, how you could start struggling. He's
5: also I mean, one of his powers is he's able to change his uh, physical age, Dan, according to the article. So I think that I'm not sure he's I think he was older previously. Is he Benjamin Buttoning? The NFL, right now? I don't have more information. Well, he, that's, you he know,
4: believes, okay. you know, we've all, this is that we've all lived. I'm going to Frank Schwab to find out more. <laughs> we've all lived, you know, multiple lives and that he is, he is like the dead version of him. He might be his son in his own body. He's oh the future and past,
3: past. He can do anything except have a consistent 1,000 yard season at any point. <laughs> How dare
2: you and keep him. Doug Whaley employed.
5: Well, Doug Whaley. That is not Doug Whaley's only issue in, <laughs> while in Buffalo, please.
2: I think the only man, Mark, you respect more than Sammy Watkins is Tom Brady.
5: No, I I knew the minute that I, like, stood up for Sammy Watkins that I'd get killed on this. Is I, I knew it would go, I know it would go wrong, I'm but a, it's like I'm I – I'm not I, killing come on. you. He, Dan fun. is not
4: killing you. He was, he was playing <laughs> a, a rightful, um, you know, other
2: side here. So you, Greg saw that I was – Giving the contrarian side of it,
4: not contrarian, but it, it was that. it was a voice Double that advocate. could
2: be balanced. I I agree. We balance were all it. we were all Gave on. a little balance. Yeah. If you and if you read Frank Schwab's aggregate piece, he <laughs> added some of that balance as well.
5: <laughs> that's what Schwab does, man. I mean, that's how Frank does. He's it. He's
4: been in the game for a long time, Schwab.
5: I think he, I remember 10, reading him at like years.
4: The Colorado Springs
3: Gazette. Yeah, or me something too. Like
2: that. He's been in the game a long. He's time. not the stump the Schwab guy though.
3: No, different guy.
2: Different guy. Okay, good. Uh, in other news, they are looking to get things going. We mentioned Joe Judge. He's the rookie head coach over there. And Jason Garrett was hired as offensive coordinator. It was an interesting pairing. Here is what Judge had to say to Pat, uh, Patricia Traina of Sports Illustrated. I think schematically, the easiest way to describe our offense to the outside world right now is is you know it's going to be similarly based on what Jason's done in Dallas. There's going to be some similarities, but it's got to cater to players we have on our roster. He said that actually on a Zoom call with reporters. Wes, is that good or bad for the Giants in 2020?
3: If I was a fan, it concerned me a little bit that what is Jason Garrett's offense? It was Scott Linehan's offense for a while. It was Kellen Moore's when they were finally good last year. What was Jason Garrett's? When's the last time he ran his own offense? And if he if he was you know a joint venture with Linehan, it would concern me that they were so unimaginative and everything had to run through the running back.
4: I think it was conservative. I mean, I think you look at the early years in Dallas when he kind of made his name. That that was Garrett's offense, and yeah, it, it was it was very conservative, and it just brought to mind to me Daniel Jones is a second year quarterback who I think showed a lot of good and a lot of bad and uh, they're not going to have this offseason and that doesn't I I wouldn't be excited about that as as a Giants fan you know I'd be worried about Daniel you know you want Daniel Jones to take a big step up but here he is having to learn a brand new offense that you know may or may not be too aggressive
5: I mean is it crazy to think that the Giants certainly look like this kind of a team in this in a Dallas-like offensive of Saquon Barkley but in general a lot of teams if if there is no training camp the way that we per, would expect um that the run heavy nature of the first two months of the season could be mm. way off the charts compared to years past as you're trying to get passing games even in sync if you don't have the chance to do that we'll be watching 1973
3: football
2: <laughs> yeah that would think, bother me <laughs> I think if I was a Giants fan I would be kind of okay with the idea of Saquon Barkley back at a hundred percent being the lead dog in this sure. offense. He is yep. one of the few guys he's on a very short list of running backs where I'd be like, I know the league goes in a different direction now, but let this man lead us and see where it takes us. Uh, but yeah, that all makes sense to me. I agree with you guys, especially with a new coaching staff in place and a, a rookie quarterback who, while as Greg said, flashed, um, a lot of mistakes. Obviously needs more reps and more time to develop as a pro quarterback. I mean, he's not bringing Tyron Smith thing.
4: and Travis Frederick and uh, Zach Martin and the Cowboys offensive line with him. That, that's what I'd be worried about.
3: But to be fair to that's Garrett, true. he's going to have a lot more time to work on the offense because he's not the head coach anymore. So let's see if he grows and develops.
2: That's fair. And, of course, the Giants did use their first pick, fourth overall, on a franchise left tackle, hopefully his name Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, thank you, Greg. Nailed it. The
3: worries uh, me that I wrote a... up that piece on our site after he was drafted, <laughs> and I wanted to call him Andrew something else.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Wes, you were so uh, plugged in writing those uh, oh, yeah. .dot com articles. I'm surprised. Yeah.
2: Another in. gray beard is off the board. His name is Prince Amukamara. We actually talked about this last week when we checked in on the old top 101 rankings and talked about how there were several uh, guys out there in the secondary that could help teams. Oh, very nice. Uh, so Prince Amukamara is a member of the Raiders, a former first-round pick. Once upon a time. Did time with the Bears. He is now a member of the Raiders, and that seems like a nice landing spot.
3: They needed some experience in the second area at cornerback. They went for Byron Jones and didn't get him. Uh, they went for Eli Apple and had to um, renege on the contract, and now the third choice is Prince of but they have so many rookies and second-year guys.
4: I, uh, I thought it was a great pickup. Yeah, they have Damon Arnett, their first-round pick. They have... You know, an interesting safety group with Jonathan Abram, you know, the, the Hard knock star who got hurt, who's who's now back. LaMarcus Joyner, who's kind of a safety, you know, nickel corner. And Demarius Randall, former uh, former Brown. They are the team. I'm doing a projected starter series, by the way. Check that out. NFL.com oh. slash projected starters. Uh, Plug it, baby. AFC West comes out on Thursday, but they are the team. I think more than any in the AFC, where I kind of was like, you know what, this team makes sense. Mayock's done a good job. It's a little better than I, you know, I like it more than I expected. I kind of
5: see them as one of those six or seven seed type of playoff teams. I'm with you. I mean, they they, they crumbled down the stretch at the very end last year, but they were in position to potentially be a wild card last year with a, with a roster full of holes. And, I mean, getting Abram back to me, I think he – he could have been like a defensive rookie of the year candidate. I think they missed him so much last season. Look good on paper. Mayock's doing his job.
2: We'll see what happens. Also, another cornerback um, that people like a lot that hadn't signed Logan Ryan. The New York Daily News said that the Jets were going to sign him. The Dolphins are also in play, according to NFL Network. Are the uh, so Dolphins we'll going to play Ryan... a linebacker? That's what, a good what, question.
3: They got seventy-three they, cornerbacks. They, they just well, you're stealing away from two... the
5: Jets. <laughs>
2: I guess. I mean, I don't know where where you put him. Maybe they invent a new position for Logan Ryan, but we'll see where he lands. Uh, in other news, I mean, here's the thing about Dale Earnhardt, the man. He he went out tra- in a tragic way, uh, but he went out doing what he loved, going around the going around that, that circular, the oval, the big oval, as I call it, the left turn circuit.
4: I mean, it is. We crazy. should all be so lucky. It would be like if Jim Brown or Tom Brady like died playing football. I mean, I know it's not the same thing. The auto race. No, I'll it's, take
2: it up a notch. It's crazy, right? and we're not making light of this. It's like if one of the, an all-time iconic player died in the Super Bowl. Right. It was like right. NASCAR's biggest race. Well, I, like the last lap.
3: I remember talking to a guy I played softball against back in what was it, '97? When this happened, '96 and um 2001 was it i thought it was in the 90s i remember this guy said um you know i was i was all broke up when my mom died
5: but it was nothing compared to this well that's well i my memory's wrong too i thought it was in in the summer i want to hear more about this guy (laughs) i don't know about his mother
3: that's how big dale hart i mean nascar was at its peak then that was as high as February
2: 18th, 2001. It was the Daytona 500.
3: I doubt that it ever got more popular than it did then. NASCAR was peaking and everybody was an Earnhardt fan. Well, at, I
4: think that freaked out a lot of casual fans. I would imagine they did change a lot of uh, safety rules to uh, to after that.
2: <laughs> and at the cozy, our, our favorite neighborhood bar near the office that we used to work at before that ended forever. Um, there was a giant number three Intimidator uh, poster on the wall. So. The man even finds himself in an, an area like Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Well, the
5: cozy hey. seems like they might be into uh, NASCAR to some degree, or elements of the cozy. Um, probably down with that. Well, Them I'm and Greg.
4: Well, it's really my it's really my uh, son Walker, but but his favorite guy, uh, what is his name? Alex Bowman. He's part of the Daylor and Earnhardt Racing team, so they're still they're still going strong. 88, though, not number three. That's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're still so gonna other, get a text. We're, we're
5: gonna get a text from Dan after this show. Uh, I think generally complaining about the show. I can. I can feel it <laughs> what heading our way. I don't it. know.
2: We're having a good know. talk.
3: <laughs> we're gonna get tweets from NASCAR fans though.
2: According to official sales figures, the navy blue version of CeeDee Lamb's number 88 is currently the 14th best-selling jersey in the league. Hmm. It's higher than any rookie. That doesn't play quarterback and it's better than any quarterback any non current quarterback not named Gronk How about that wow well that's Cowboys you know Cowboys
4: that's got a Cowboys Cowboy. are always on in primetime but it's they also need it's as yeah. is there a more iconic you know number that's at, at least a non quarterback number for any position in any team than 88 with with the Cowboys Good Irvin,
2: call. Dez, Drew Pearson. Who am I forgetting? And now Pearson CD is. Lame. Uh, a lot of people think Pearson should have been the last guy to wear number 88. And it, then Dez became a star. Right. It does hard. feel like Jersey's. Like he had been that you, destined.
5: Right. You'd retire 88 for some of the, the for what these guys did, but. um. It's that's not an option with Dallas. I think Greg is right. I can't think of another non QB. Well, you know I what
4: think. they they get they end up getting more pop because we wouldn't be talking about like they keep passing it. Down. I remember Irvin saying that more. It's like they talk. He's like they talk about. I'm not going to do an Irvin impression. They talk about me more basically because they you know because because Des is wearing it because they're always talking about the legacy. <laughs> this you know? would have
2: been way more interesting if you get if you did an Irvin.
4: <laughs> do Irvin. Give us an Irvin. <laughs> do I'm Irv. be afraid it's too close to TD's uh,
2: mom, so I'm
4: not going to.
3: <laughs> she was Jamaican. <laughs>
2: Like, if you wear number 88 and you're a wide receiver on the Cowboys, you, it's, you punch your ticket to the hall very good.
4: Yeah, you better be good. All right, I'll take so, that. So I just Googled it. I wouldn't have remembered this off the top of my head. The only problem is, you know, you got to be careful. They gave it to Antonio Bryant for two years. I don't even remember him on mm. the Cowboys. So, so they, they can't all be winners.
2: No, they can't. There's one other rookie to appear in the top 20, Jerry Judy. So the Broncos fans up there, they're always a passionate fan base. And uh, always filling up that big stadium, they're excited. Who's number one? I used yeah. to write
4: this article. I remember that. Tua's it back number in the day.
2: one, isn't he? Tua tops the list. His number one is number one on the sales chart, and his white jersey is in second place. So wow. Tua fever down there in South Florida. Is this just rookies, or all? Does it
4: include like Tom
2: Brady? This is everybody? In Tampa? Wow! All the different color combos of. Uh, Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's ranked third through sixth. He has, to, he has to be the Jordan of Jersey uh, movement uh, all time in the NFL at this point because he's been around forever. Yeah. All those Pats fans wore out their first and second Brady jerseys and got another one probably. Uh, and a uniform changes. And now he goes to Tampa and everybody's buying all these, you know, pewter and white ones. Let's fly. <laughs>
4: Well, you got it. You got to buy it now before, you know, before he's benched for uh, who's their backup right now. Uh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. You know,
3: we've seen that happen
2: before. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Where else? Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski. His Tampa jerseys are both jerseys, seventh and ninth. And Wes, Joe Burrow, the black number nine, sitting in eighth place. Cincinnati's going crazy. The West side, they are catching that Bengals fever. How about your family? How about you getting realigned with your family in a big spot?
3: Well, my family is aligned as non-Bengals fans.
4: Not, I don't a, not, not everyone. There, there's a couple of them that like the Bengals, aren't there? A couple
2: I, of your yeah, brothers? I would love to go to a Westling family reunion and actually have conversations with each of the Westling brothers to see where they come down in this. I think there's some (laughs) Bengals fans in that mix.
3: I don't think you're going to find much support. I think maybe in the years when they do well, you'll catch a couple of them hoping they win, but I don't think most years you're going to find much support.
4: Mm. What is this trend of like Tom Brady pewter is number four and Tom Brady white is number five. This is a new, I'm not into that, you know, it's just just add, them, just add them up together. He's so
2: popular that people are buying the different versions. What's what's wrong with
4: that? I don't. They never used to. We never used to know the different versions. They didn't break the
5: it out to yeah. such an extent, right? It's too much.
2: Oh, you don't well, like the uniforms. You know. You're, you're saying look. those should be combined, and he should be listed as number one potentially. If the if yeah, that's how that they used, they right.
4: must be how they used to do it with like home and away and and all this stuff. I mean, come on. Seems are we talking, that- are we talking Rams uniforms? I, did that get squashed or not? I mean, this would be the time.
2: Now,
5: if anybody's pumped up about the Rams uniforms, go ahead, fire away. I would say this. I like them better than a lot of people seem to on Twitter. I mean, they got pretty savaged. Um, the numbers look a little weird to me. But I can warm up to them more than I than their previous ones, to be honest. I got a little sick of the old Rams. Ones. I, th- I think I
4: saw a lot, or at least some very positive ones too. It seemed like it, it was like all or nothing, which is kind of what the uniform take uh, business has become. It's either just like okay, fire, you know, and like every like this is great or it's like I wouldn't wear this if like uh, you know, I wouldn't give this to a homeless
2: person. This is re- you know, this is trash. Like it's all it's it's never just like, oh yeah, these are pretty good uniforms. I totally agree and that's I think <laughs> what burnt me out on this stuff. I used to care about this stuff and then I guess I worked for the the company too long and wrote too many articles. And now that's all I it just annoys me because there's no such take as "oh, these are pretty good. I like these. I didn't like that as much. It's either these are super fire or it's like, oh, CFL uniform, anybody. Hold on. uh, Greg
5: Greg opened his Greg opened his argument about the Rams saying that along with the negative comments, there were positive comments.
4: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm saying there, really, the there were some really aggressive, like, yes, these are like, incredible. But yeah, it's never just like, oh, yeah, well, you, uniforms you are good. You can't
3: go on Twitter and say these uniforms are all right. Who's going to pay attention <laughs> <Right>. to you? <laughs>
5: right. <laughs> it's but time I for that's... Twitter. To, Twitter needs to be furloughed. I mean, I would, that's what I need to furlough <laughs> right now. Put that thing on break for a month, please.
3: I like Young. the bone uniform. The helmet was cool. Beyond that, I can't really criticize what I don't understand.
4: Right? Yeah. The gradient stuff idiot.
3: on the numbers—I have no idea what's going on there. Like a lot of the stuff, I just don't even understand
4: it. LS, <laughs> L- my daughter, Herberts. is a legit big Rams fan, and you know the one thing with her is that she's she's just confused. Like the logo is confu—you know—is confusing to her. She's like, "Isn't that a Chargers?" Like. <laughs> And I, and I just think like when you're creating some confusion, the logo, that one logo is just a little confusing, I think. That's the killer.
2: The uniforms yeah. are nice. Everybody says nobody cares about the Chargers, but Justin Herbert's powder blue number 10 is 12th overall.
5: Well, you're, yeah, everyone who had a Rivers jersey can't really, he's not going to be able to wear that the same way. And quick, get the new quarterback's number. Hmm. It'd be and... number
3: one overall if they had a bigger fan base. Those jerseys are sweet
2: and uh, also in the top 15. And this, again, Mark, speaks to the amount of uh, respect this man has engendered through the years. A woman's version of Brady, Tom Brady's jersey is also in the top 15.
5: Yeah, one I think thing I really trusted about on Tom Brady is uh, just who he is as a person. <laughs> a lot of all people right. agree. I, am, I, am, I think, number one, <laughs> that is accurate. I don't like the way it's been um, treated on this show at all.
4: Ricky, would you wear a uh, Tom Brady
5: Box jersey?
1: No, I wouldn't. I want to like support him, but nah. Because of happen. the
5: pert kind of person he is, Erica. I would yeah, say. I mean,
1: his yeah. just dedication to the craft, especially in the off season, is just something that we all really can respect. It's paramount. Mm.
2: So why did why didn't you get a Jared Stidham? Number, you know, 47 or whatever it is,
1: because cause I'm not because I'm not going to get it. And then if he's not going to be the quarterback, especially what was. Yeah, is but show about. some
2: faith in the great genius Belichick that he knows all. And he, he's been, you know, playing everybody the rope a dope the whole time. This kid can play, get the jersey. That's how you show off your, you know, Patriot fan bona fides.
1: No, I'm going to wait a little bit, and then Cam Newton will still be on the market, and then Belichick's going to whittle him down to, like, play for free, and then that's what's going to happen.
3: <laughs> Ricky's got her finger on the pulse of the Patriots. Yeah.
2: She's got it. I'm Speaking embedded. of uh, Cam Newton, we're going to talk about Cam uh, on next week's show and what's going on with the former MVP. Uh, also, I think we're going to begin our new series, and I think people are going to like this. We're going to start uh, now with all this downtime and and no actual workouts, and the, the things are going to be pretty slow. So we said, why don't we uh, take a closer look at different teams across the league and kind of dedicate part or most of a show to uh, one team, and we will I know what everyone thinks. Oh, you guys are going to talk about the Jets and the Browns and the Patriots, and Wes's Broncos. But that is not how this is going to go. This is going to be completely done at random. I, Ricky, Ricky, jump in a second. Our um, One of our favorite shadowy league figures, Mark Brady, mm. he's got to have budget money spilling out of his ears right now, right? I imagine during these times. Yeah. Uh, but connect with him, and, and if you could find out, I wanted to actually get a physical wheel that we could spin Ooh. with all 32 teams on it. And then wherever the whatever it lands. So we'll spin it every Monday at the end of the show. This is what I was thinking. Spin it every Monday at the end of the show. And then wherever it lands, we then have two days to plan for a show involving that team on Wednesday. We reach out to beat guys we like. We do our own internal research for each team. And then we hit it hard. But it would be good to have a physical prop to be able to to do the the selection process.
1: Yeah, Dan, I think you should put on a mask and go to Staples and get some you No, know. you're the producer. Yeah. Listen,
2: I'm talent, Ricky. I'm talent. Right, right, right. You forgot. need to go you got to you got to hit the pavement and you got to you got to thumb it over to the Home Depot or wherever you got to go and uh, get us set up with a wheel.
1: <laughs> Area man sends 28-year-old female in coronavirus pandemic to get cardboard at Staples
5: feels like an HR matter to me. You could order it. You could order it. HR you doesn't doesn't order it. Delivery. You can get it, sure. delivered.
4: You get it
3: delivered. Oddly enough, not the first time we've needed a wheel for an episode. So mm. this is justified spending.
2: Oh, that's right. The Wheel of Destiny will return at some point. But this is very different. This. So, Erica, I'm very serious about this, though. Like sometimes yeah, no, you, you you're are. dismissive when I bring you in on these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I'm asking <laughs> you to do some production work behind the scenes, mm. because I know it does impact your day of petting your dog and sitting on the couch Uh, but I do I need your help here
1: what about the wine yeah is that what you think my day entails well
2: I'm not totally off am I
1: I mean yeah
2: I really do have I do and Wes isn't a great person to ask because he has a very pregnant woman uh, with him I really do have I'm curious about people Going through this pandemic, that don't have children, is it really quiet? Is it is it the is it is boredom the biggest issue you have? Because uh, I can't even imagine a world where it's quiet in this house ever.
1: Yeah, no, doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of uh, cocktail big making. books, right? Yeah, big books. Been reading big books. Um, I sit by my pool while I edit. You know, things are things are tough.
4: You have a pool. Well, that's cool that you have a pool. Yeah. It's like the yeah, the you. entire apartment complex has it, and or what? No,
1: just my apartment has a pool. Well,
5: there are. I mean,
4: <laughs> what? So I'm saying, are other people like in the pool?
1: No, or you no, don't no.
4: really have a
2: pool.
1: No, I have a pool. Um, it's, a, it's of, like
2: a Melrose place.
4: That's what I'm saying. You use but a like, like, you're culture not reference like reference
2: that you don't understand.
4: Yeah. So you're hang So are other people like
5: hanging by the pool?
1: No, no one ever is by that. I don't know. Maybe we just. People are scared, but
5: well, because you're there, and so they don't want it. They're <laughs> exactly, no, you it's can't great. have anyone too close to you if you're there,
1: right?
2: Plus, you have all this apparently of all this equipment all around you, and they fear to be electrocuted,
1: right? Yeah, I'm editing on a floaty, like <laughs> bikini on, like <laughs> come on in, boys. The water's great. <laughs> I mean, uh, the maybe cast, a little bit later.
5: The cast <laughs> system is alive when it comes to coronavirus. I mean, I there is so much toxic noise in my house um, mm. that. I'm ready, just to like get into a se- some sort of self-started accident, just to ride in a quiet ambulance somewhere for like an hour. Take me to a hospital, like you know, three hours away. My, I don't even know no, what you I'm don't want to go about, to a
2: hospital though.
5: But, yeah. Well, oh, then yeah. ambulance me to a field. My home has been
2: all right. That's problematic too, but okay. <laughs> just like an open field by yourself. Yeah. They,
4: yes. They 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 don't have enough to do right now. Just hey... Bring old Mark on a joyride. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
3: my home has been quiet right. 24 hours a day, and I love it. I don't think boredom has been a factor in my life very often. I just
5: love the quietness.
1: Well, don't <laughs> get nice. too used to it. Right? Oh, I'm just
3: just sticking
5: that knife in.
3: Well, hey, I had plenty of years to live it up. It's my, it's my time to be less selfish.
2: This is the last dance for Chris Wesley.
3: Oh, yeah. It's all, because over. you know,
2: Lakeisha, she's not she's not going to be all set at one either. Hmm.
3: <laughs> well, she may need a break.
2: I've already nailed the prediction of when multiple setups in your life, engagement, marriage and baby one. I already have baby two in my mind. I don't want to I, I want to cross that bridge when we get to it. We're going to wait for Cletus wrestling, Cletus. And then I'm going to let you know when baby two arrives because I already have it locked in in my head. Unless I'm, you want to know it right now, us.
3: Yeah, I'm waiting to know when I'm gonna um, have a, another pregnant wife. I mean, uh, the well, same wife that- I was gonna say a <laughs> second,
5: a second individual who's pregnant would be, uh, be troubling. My new family You're, planner se- Dan Hanson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your second child will arrive. All right, so the first one's being born at the end of this month. So let's let's just say June first, 2020, and then. It's a nine to ten month gestation pro- process. Ten. Ten. That's just it. <laughs> Nine. I guess if this
3: baby know. is still in her womb in June, Keisha's going to have some issues. Really? She wants the baby out now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that was
2: audible. Uh, child number two will arrive in March 2022.
3: March 2022. I think
2: All that's right. a, that, that makes sense. Book it. All
3: right. You hear that, Lakeisha?
2: Keisha, March
3: 2022. Tell it. Now now she's not eavesdropping. No,
2: come on. It's a girl.
3: (laughs) Oh, now she's looking at the calendar.
2: (laughs) All right. Good stuff. Mark, you think there's going to be a text? Now, is it as structured as I like a show to be? No. Um, But I think it was a fun conversation. Good to just catch up with everybody.
5: Yeah, there'll be a text of some sort. I mean, it will, I, I think I probably, by saying it, I've probably um, lowered the chances. But we, know, we all know what you're thinking. <laughs> Did
2: you not think this was a good show?
5: I think it set some wheels in motion. I'll tell you that much.
2: <laughs> Is that a threat? <laughs> Who's on the revenge list, too? Because I, I know you said Erica and then Greg. Did I miss the cut? Because I had nothing did to do I with do? it. I want to make that what very clear. Do?
3: You made
5: a comment. I don't, th- I don't think anyone is safe. Wes is probably the safest. Um, yes. I didn't hear him digging in on this front. You know, you did your little Dan thing where you kept it going. Um, <laughs> you know, it kept it going. And so you are, you're on the list. <laughs> your oh, little Dan on. thing. You don't hold back specifically to stay off the list. Well, unlike your uniform takes, it's not all like um, fire or roses. There's going to be some people that are dealt with um, in the middle of that spectrum. Some will receive. And, you know, this may arrive at the end of the summer when no one's thinking about it. You've got a whole new host of things to on your plate. And then suddenly out of the sky comes this.
2: I knew I was in trouble when I withdrew my submission to the Sammy Watkins fan club.
5: <laughs> you're firmly on the list
2: <laughs> firmly. It, worth it. all right next time you see us and hear from us it will be on nfl network it is our second episode of the latest relaunch of the around the nfl broadcast and it airs 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific you could check it out on game pass also If you're subscribed to that, is the Game Pass subscription thing? Is that still free right now? Is that still the tease? Are they still doing the free preview? I don't even know. Wasn't that a thing?
5: Need Henry for that one, but I I believe so. It was originally. Anyway, but you could. uh, I
3: I thought it was through the end of May originally, but I could be wrong. Somewhere in May. So we're right on the borderline.
2: But you could watch it on television. You could watch it on Game Pass if you have that service, which uh, we highly recommend in general. And um, please check it out and support the show because we could use it. All right. This is Dan Hansa signing off for The Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Old Boss, and Ricky Hollywood. And that peace and quiet in West Hollywood. Poolside. (laughs) Till Friday.
0: Get in zone,
2: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic.